Chip's holding his breath. He's in a breath holding contest with himself. <laughs> Do you see that videos going around with people slapping a face with a big tortilla? No. I haven't. I've heard of it. That's what I just thought of. Listen. I'm never going to do that. Yeah, don't ever do that. That's ridiculous. And definitely. I would never do. I would never want to do that. No. I would never want that to happen to me. Yeah, no. That's right. Golden rule. Uh, But let me tell you this, Chip. There may or may not have been a time in my life, and no, it was not in the military, just for the record. Okay, good. Bologna slaps. Same thing, but with a slice of bologna. Oh, it hurts. I'm not going to do that Oh, no, don't do that. And no one listening should do that. The thing you should avoid is hitting each other yeah. with food. Please. It's not what you eat that defiles you. This is a Christian you. show if here. you hit each other with <laughs> food, it defiles you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So knock it off. Mm-hmm. Put it down. I know you're about to. Put yes. it down. Put down the tortilla. Oh, my God. And the bologna. Yes. And the piece of cheese. And make a delicious bologna wrap. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Have some lettuce. All right, Eric. That was the so what today. Now let's read scripture. Okay. (laughs) Matthew 16 today, right? Matthew 16, Mark 8, a little bit of Luke 9. So we'll sprinkle a Luke 9 in there. And it's October 20th. It is. Day 293. It is that. That's the day that it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Matthew chapter 16. Leaders demand a miraculous sign. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He replied, you know the saying. Red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I'll give them is a sign of the prophet Jonah. Then Jesus left them and he went away. Yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember... The 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the basket of leftovers you picked up. Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up. Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? So again, I say, beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Peter's declaration about Jesus. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I'll build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Jesus predicts his death. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He 
he would be killed. But on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you're trying to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their needs. And I tell you the truth. Some standing right, some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, we're going to skip on over. A little hop and a jump. To Mark chapter 8. Great idea, Chip. Jesus feeds 4,000. Ah, yes. About this time, another large crowd had gathered and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and he told them, I feel sorry for these people. They've been here with me for three days. I have nothing left to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll faint along the way, for some of them have come a long distance. His disciples replied, How are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples. He distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 people in the crowd that day, and Jesus sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. Pharisees demand a miraculous sign. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him, testing him. They demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth. I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and left, and he crossed over to the other side of the lake. Yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out! Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you, un- don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? Have you eyes? You Can't you see? Have you ears? You have ears. Can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, and, and how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterward? Twelve, they said. And when I fed 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet, he asked them. Jesus heals a blind man. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. So Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then, spitting on the man's eyes... He laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't go back into the village on your way home. Peter's declaration about Jesus. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. 
As they were walking along, he asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say you are the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Jesus predicts his death. And Jesus, he began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at the disciples and reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross, follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, yeah, you'll lose it. You give up your life for my sake, for the sake of the good news, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of the Father with the holy angels. Okay, now we're going to jump over to Luke chapter 9, verse 28. Nope. Verse 18, sorry, that's the next day. Verse 18, Peter's declaration about Jesus. One day, Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say you are one of the ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah sent from God. Jesus predicts his death. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer terrible, must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? But are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory, in the glory of the Father, and the glory of the and of the holy angels. I'll tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Hmm. Mm, that might be tomorrow's reading. Maybe. Yeah, I can't wait. Maybe. Cliffhanger. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good. We have Altoids. We have Altoids here today. I need one. Every day. I wasn't going to say anything. Two questions. Yeah. So what? Yep. And what's God doing? <laughs> sure. What's this tell us about God? Yeah. So, Chip. So what? So what? Okay. Well, anyway, a lot of the same reading here. Mm -hmm. One thing that struck me. A lot of, you know, similar, you keep, you know, the... Yeah, the synoptic. Yeah, synoptic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I marked it in all the readings, and we just read it. Um, Jesus led the crowds to pray alone. The disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do people say I am? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, some say, you know, John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Others say one of the ancient prophets. Then I love this question. Mm -hmm. Jesus asked him, but who do you say I am? That's right. 
Yeah, I don't care what they say. I don't care yep. you know, what he says, she yep. says, whatever, whoever says. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Who who do you say that I am? And you know, uh, Peter, you replied, you know, cor- correctly. Messiah sent from God, and he get, he got it. He understood it, and uh, he declared it. And uh, you know, he had his moments of ups and downs. But later, you know, the rock where the church would be built, mm-hmm. uh, he preached, I believe, the first sermon, and at the first church. And God used him to do great things. And I think it comes it comes back to his declaration that he was serving the Messiah. You know, he took up his cross daily and followed him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But, you know, he, he followed Jesus, loved Jesus, lived for Jesus. Jesus forgave him. We talked about Peter. And, and it really goes back, I think, to the de- declaration. Who is Jesus to you? And the answer is revealed right here. doesn't matter what he says or she says or anybody else says or whatever your popular speaker, author, pastor, preacher says. It's what the Word of God says mm-hmm. and reveals that he is the Messiah, the one sent from God, our Savior, mm-hmm. um, the Anointed One, coming f- to, to be our substitute and then to be our Savior and then to be our leader and our Lord mm-hmm. for all of eternity. And that's yeah. awesome. And understanding that will get you through anything and everything, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. It'll get you through it if you understand who he really is. Yeah. You declare it and then you live it. Yeah, you can't have a relationship with God by proxy, right? Like your parents yeah. can't have a relationship with God for you. Your well, husband, yeah. your wife can't have a relationship with God for you. Mm-hmm. You you can't think, yeah. well, you know, my wife brings yeah. me to church every Sunday. I'm good. You're not good. Yeah. Yeah, if it's if it's your wife's relationship, you're not good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So great. Yeah, you got to come to a point where you own. It's yours. Your yeah, exactly. It's your your, your declaration. He's looking yep. to you. What do you say? Yeah, so who do you, do you say? Exactly. So who do you say? I, am? <laughs> I don't care what he says or she says. Yep. It's about you. Very okay. good. So what's God doing here? Or okay. where's God at? Or what, yeah, what's your question? Right there. What does this tell us? What does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about God? A lot. It does. It tells us a lot about God. Um, I think the thing that I'll go with, though, um, once you make that faith yours, you know, once you own that faith, one of the key signs that you now own your faith, that it's your faith, is that you're not ashamed of it. Hmm. And, um, you know, Jesus hmm. tells us something really powerful about judgment at this point. And it's this. If you want to know that you're a true follower of Christ, hmm. are you ashamed to say it? If you're embarrassed to call yourself a Christian, Jesus says he's going to be embarrassed of you. Yeah. That is a high bar. So... Yeah, that's a good question. If anyone's ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Just such a powerful moment. You know, he's talking to ten martyrs, Mm -hmm. right? Judas Iscariot, he's going to go off and kill himself. John, we don't know that he was martyred. He probably died an old man on an island by himself. And the other 10 were martyred, and they were not ashamed. They lived lives that were not ashamed, and it cost them everything. And so just a very interesting moment to see what God thinks of us when we are too ashamed of him to live. Mm. And this is the time, right? Like, you you follow Christ today, 
you're going to get called a bigot. You're going to get called narrow-minded. You're going to get called racist. You're going to get called hateful. You're going to get called all of these terrible things. Mm -hmm. And if that convinces you to stop claiming the name of Christ, that's a big problem. Hmm. That's a big problem. Not for him. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Let me ask you a question on the spot. Okay. Here we go. I don't know the answer. Okay. And and you might. Um, What's the difference between embarrassed and ashamed? Hmm. So he doesn't say embarrassed. Right. But ashamed. Ashamed. I would have to look that word up to really give you a good answer. That's a strong word. Yeah. I'd have to look it up to give you a good answer. But if I'm I embarrassed, can I be ashamed? I'm sure it leads that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think shy is different than ashamed. I Mm -hmm. think embarrassed is different than ashamed. Yeah. I think ashamed is saying I prefer the labels. I prefer the good labels from the world Hmm. to the bad ones that they'll put on me if I say... I'm a Christian. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that there's like room that. for growth in this too. Like if you're a new believer mm. and, you know, you go out there and you're like, I love Jesus now. And people are like, okay, but like, yeah, here's a whole bunch of evidence, you know, that's made up or like, here's a bunch of ways I'm going to undercut your faith. And you start to hesitate on just going out and declaring Jesus because now you've had this bad experience. There's room for growth there. Yeah. But if you stagnate and you choose not to grow so that you can share the gospel, if you choose to, to kind of recoil and get into a shell, mm-hmm. I would say that's shame. Hmm. You know? Hmm. And, um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't think being shy about it. I don't think being hesitant about it. Hesitant, um, you can only really be hesitant if you're going to do it. Like if you're going cliff jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you right, hesitate. Right. Yeah. It means then you cliff jump. Yeah. If you go cliff jumping and you choose not yeah. to do it, you didn't hesitate. Right. You chose not to do it. Yeah. And they, I mean, they had to stick their foot in the water. But before sticking your foot in the water in the Jordan, I'm sure there was some hesitation. There right. Was some, oh, like, yeah. You know, but they still did it. But yeah. 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 That's different than, yeah, shame, I think, is a very strong. It's it's where you know, probably, you know what's right. And, um, and you're just, you don't want any part of with it. Don't want to be associated with it. Yeah. That's why I take up your cross daily, follow me. Yeah. Is not being ashamed. It's signing on and then moving ahead with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sorry to put you on the spot. I just no, that's good. Know. That's just a great question. Had that question yeah. in my head. Okay. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We just finished day 293. We we're really just did. going through the Gospels. Yeah, that's what we're doing. A lot of fun. Yep. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Can't wait. Yeah, bye. Bye.